0: Church.tv, and we just hope that you're blessed today with our message. And I'm excited about our message today. Pastor has been talking about intervention. And so this is kind of the in-between message, but it's still kind of a part of intervention. And then next week we'll get into selfies. And so that'll be interesting because I don't know anything about it. <laughs> and so I'm interested to know what it's all about. Obviously, it's about us. <laughs> and so we may not like it, but... <laughs> but uh. <laughs> When a message is about you, well, you know, God, God just has a, he can just do that. When you come and listen to a message, somehow it just, he makes it about you. And so every message can be that way. But let's get going here. Um, We're going to start, we're going to talk today. My message is just real simple. And I'm just going to kind of put everything together for you today. And a lot of it I just see with, with everybody, just anybody that comes to church and says, Yes, I want to live for God I want Jesus in my heart And I just I just know I want him But that's all I know right now And so the last time I was with you it was a few weeks ago uh, We had talked a little bit about that, you know where somebody gets saved and it's just like well, what? Do, what do I do next or how do I live this life? Because just because you ask Jesus in your heart <laughs> Doesn't mean you change everything instantly No Your spirit man is born again, or your spirit is where you accept Jesus. You consciously make the decision, but when you ask Jesus in your heart, it's in your spirit. And so you still have this body. You still have this mind that's used to doing all this old stuff that you always done, maybe your whole life. And then it just kind of rubs you where you're like (sighs) frustrated, frustrated. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what to do. I feel like I'm failing at everything. Well, it's just you have to grow spiritually. And so if you don't grow spiritually, you just stay kind of stagnant or where you are. And you're always in and out, in and out, in and out. And what I mean by in and out, you come to church on Sunday. Yes, I love God. And that feeling of, oh, God is awesome. And then you leave church and you kind of go in the middle. But as you stay further in the week, you end up back in the old life. And so I see that all the time and people are getting frustrated (laughs) Imagine that (laughs) But it's just like they want to do this over here But yet I still have this major pull of this back here How do I get rid of that and do this but be okay with that? (laughs) And it's just that constant tug of war So I'm going to try and help you today And it, it can help me because it's all about the Word of God. And everybody, no matter where you are, no matter how, how long you've been going to church, no matter how many years ago you asked Jesus in your heart, or maybe you just did it today or yesterday, everybody can grow. Amen. You can learn something new and grow in God. And so let's go ahead and we'll get started here. <laughs> we'll try and make this short and sweet <laughs> and cool. <laughs> Uh, but we're going to start over in First Thessalonians chapter 5. First Thessalonians, like, who in the world names th- these books of the Bible? I, that's my question when I get to heaven. <laughs> a lot of times it tells you, but I'm going to be like, uh, Paul, where is Paul? <laughs> we have a Paul in the back here. <laughs> who in the world? Thessalonians. Just like, that's too long. <laughs> But uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23, and it says, Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely, and may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So he differentiates there. We have, he says, your spirit, your soul, and your body. He's saying that it can be blameless or uh, made right or pure, especially before Jesus comes. Well, that must be something we need to pay attention to. And so if you'll see there, we are we have a spirit, soul, and a body. It'll help us a lot in our spiritual growth to know the difference between these three. So you are a spirit, you have a soul and you live in a body. If you think of it any different way, you'll get mixed up. (laughs) Because the Bible tells us that the real you is your spirit. Or some people say your heart. The Bible refers to it as your heart, or the inner man, or the depths of you. It's talking about that. Your spirit man. So when you ask Jesus in your heart, You accept Jesus, or he comes, he lives inside your spirit. And so you communicate with God, not through your mind. Your mind or your soul is your mind. Your soul is your intellect, Uh, your thoughts, your emotions. That's your soul, your soul realm. And so a lot of times we're all confused in our mind and in our soul, right? Our thoughts dictate us a lot of times. <clears throat> when you go over to Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12, you can turn there. I'm just going to mention it. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12, it says over there, by the word of God, spirit and soul can be divided, or you can know the difference between the two. I'll read it real quick. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12, it says, For the word of God is living and powerful. The word of God, this is the Bible in front of you. Or if you got it on your phone, it's that Bible, for the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than a two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit. And so that tells me that the Bible, the word of God, will help me to know the difference between my spirit, what God's saying to me, and my thoughts. Know the difference. So every thought that you have is not a thought from God. Sorry to tell you that news, (laughs) even though you wish it was. Most of your thoughts come passing through by someone else, (laughs) and that would be the devil. The devil will dictate your life. As long as you stay in the realm of your thoughts, the devil will have rule and reign in your life. And you say, well, I I don't let the devil have. No, I bind the devil in Jesus' name. Well, instantly thought comes. Instantly thoughts come. And uh, I'm going to just help, help we're going to help together, help each other in learning how to put those thoughts down, in learning how to know when a thought comes. Is that from God or is that from the devil? Is that lined up with the word? Because the Bible says that we ought to live by the word. Well, if, if Jesus told us to live by the word, we, we should be able to do it. He's not going to tell us something that we can't do. We can do it. If he did it as a man on the earth, then we can do it. And so we can know the difference between our soul and our spirit. It makes it very plain to us. So your body contacts the physical realm. I can touch Jordan. I can pick up this phone. I can get a drink. My body contacts everything outside. My spirit contacts the spiritual realm or contacts God. My soul contacts the intellect or my emotions. We're all very aware of that. <laughs> emotions. I'm going to stop there. <laughs> I, have some, lots, I have two girls in my house, that's all I'll say. We have lots, <laughs> well, three with me, but <laughs> we have lots of emotions going some days. And it's like, oh, get me out of here. <laughs> and I'm one of the girls. <laughs> Praise God. So if you turn over to Philippians chapter two, we're just going to, I'm going to give you some scriptures. You can write them down. You can look at them and, but keep them with you because these are the things that keep you above. Philippians chapter two, verse 12 says, therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence. Now this ending is where I want to camp on. Work out your own salvation, says with fear and trembling. But work out your own salvation. If you look in another translation, it says cultivate your salvation. Well, if you cultivate a garden, you work on it. You don't just plant your, your seeds or plant the plants and you just leave it there. You don't just sit there and look at it and watch awesome. it and say, okay, Grow. Why are you not growing? <laughs> you don't slap it or, you know, yell at it. Grow! Just sitting there. And it will die, right? If you don't water it, if you don't put the right soil, if you don't put miracle Grow, if you, uh, you know, get the weeds out, it will not grow. It will die. Yep. And so he's telling us when you ask Jesus in your heart, you ask him, he, he lives in your spirit. But you've got to work on your salvation. You have to cultivate it. So that means a day-to-day process. So that means I'm going to have to do something. And so when you ask Jesus in your heart, you're not instantly thinking God's thoughts. You're not instantly feeling victorious. Although you feel great because you just made a decision and asked Jesus into your heart. But it doesn't stop there. So we have to, over in 1 Peter chapter 2, it talks about desiring the sincere milk of the word so you can grow by it. And so the Bible tells us that the only way I'm going to grow is by the word of God. So I have to be in the word. So what happens to a lot of people after they give their life to Christ is it stops there and they never grow. They just stay there. And so, as I said, your old life has a strong pull on you, and so it constantly pulls you back. It pulls you. It pulls you. And uh, it's a strong pull. (laughs) But you can overcome that pull by just getting into the Word. And there, you know, I have looked in the Bible to see if there's a certain time that you need to spend in the Word every day, and uh, I can't find a certain time. I have found that it just says, stay in it. Just constant. Always be in the word. Always in front of your eyes. And so that just means every day. Every day I'm in the word. Every day I'm reading about who I am now. Every day I'm learning more of God and his ways. The more you put the word in you, the more it will come out. But your spirit is taught on the word of God. And when it has eaten on the word, it will come up out of you. And it'll begin to answer your thoughts. So you may be at a place right now and think, dear Lord, have you ever been up and down? And sometimes you just feel all over the place where you just wake up and it's just one of those days. (laughs) Your emotions are everywhere and your thoughts are just here and then they're there. And oh, dear God. And it just brings fear and anxiety and like, (sighs) and you, you just get angry or frustrated and it just really ruins your day. Ever been there? All of us have. You didn't raise your hand, but I know you have. (laughs) Pick on Kyle. (laughs) We've all been there. But the thing to overcome it is by the word of God. So there is that day that can come. Is it work? Yeah. That's that's cultivating your salvation. Little by little by little. If you don't cultivate it, you'll stay back here. Even though your spirit is born again, your soul is not. And we'll look at that in a minute. So your mind, will, and emotions come under the rule of your spirit. So that's what you want. You want the Word of God dictating your thoughts, how you think, how you go to do something. You may say, well, that just sounds weird. No, that's the best way to live. You ever been around uh, people... You may say, oh, man, that, that girl or that guy always complains. Every time I get around him, it's just like he's got something to say about everything. But then you might be around somebody, and you think, wow, they're just they're quiet. And a lot of times when other people are talking, they're not talking. They're just listening. Well, that person is really wise. And some people will say, well, they're mamby-pamby. They don't speak up. They don't say their mind. Well, who ever said you got to speak your mind all the time? Now, there's giving of your opinion, but there are those people that think they've got something to say about everything, everything, everything. And it's just like, dear Lord. Well, that's just somebody that has not been their mind is not trained in the word. Not trained. And so what will what will come out as you get more in the word is the word of God will come out or love will come out or uh, the fruits of the Spirit will come out. They'll just instantly come out. You don't have to work it because you keep putting it in. It comes out. Well, if you don't put the Word in and all you do is put TV in and going here and going there, going to that party, doing this, that's just what comes out. Just what comes out. We'll just leave it there. It's just that's what comes out. But the more the word in you, the more the word comes out. So when a person is born again, their spirit's made new, but it takes time for their soul, their thoughts, their emotions, their intellect to get born again. Or the Bible calls it, over in Second uh, Corinthians, being renewed, your mind being renewed in the word. So your mind has to be become new. And so when you ask Jesus in your heart, your spirit's born again instantly, but your mind is not your mind is still in the old. (laughs) And so you have to cultivate. And so we turn over, uh, turn with me over to the book of James. And we'll look at a scripture where it talks about saving your soul. That you can save your soul by the word. James chapter one. He's talking up here in verse 17. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning, praise God, of his own will he brought us forth by the word of truth that we might be a kind of firstfruits of his creatures. So he created us. We were on his mind. We are of God, just how it said today. We are children of God. So when you skip down to verse 21, it says, Therefore, lay aside all filthiness, overflow of wickedness, and receive with meekness the implanted word, which is able to save your souls. I didn't say it. The Bible said it. So you mean I can, my soul, my thoughts can actually come over and line up with my spirit? Yes. And so that is the goal of a Christian, (laughs) is to get things lined up. So your spirit is renewed or it's born again. It wants to serve God. It wants to come to church. Uh, Pastor has talked about just the the war against your flesh and your spirit. Yes, it wars constantly because your spirit automatically, when it receives Jesus, wants to do the word, wants to follow Jesus, doesn't want to do all this stuff anymore instantly. It desires God. It desires the word. So that is in you. (laughs) You may say, oh, well, I don't think it is anymore. It's in there. (laughs) You just maybe haven't given time to it, but it's in there. And so this is where the work comes in. So I have to work or cultivate my thoughts to line up with my spirit. And it can be done by just getting into the word. Remember, there's no set time just staying in the word. And so uh, you want your thoughts to line up with your spirit. So you're made in God's image. So you contact God with your spirit. You hear God with your spirit. You believe God with your spirit. So your spirit, man, is very important to God. When God looks out on the earth, he doesn't see the outside of anybody, your outward body. He really, he doesn't care what you look like. And think how much time and effort and money we put into how we look on the outside. But it, it's good to be clean and good to, to look good and look nice. Don't get me wrong. Let, let's just throw it all out. <laughs> no, those things are needful. But God sees your heart, the inner man. Amen. And nobody else sees your heart. People might see your heart the more they're around you, the more with you, because it'll come out. The Bible says what's in your heart just comes out and your talk and how you live. So we could see it, but no man knows really your heart, but God does. And God sees your heart. He's always out looking for faith in a heart, somebody that'll believe him because he can do, excuse me, anything with it. Praise God. And so I'm just going to give you four quick things. (laughs) And this is how you train your spirit. This is really important stuff. Learning how to train your life, to train your thoughts, to think as God says. So over in Joshua 1.8, it says to meditate on the word of God day and night, day and night, day and night. That's just being constant, just constant. It's always in front of me. Even, you know, a lot of times I'll just get a scripture if I got to go out because it says meditate. So throughout the day you ever had a song come up out of you and you just sing a song that's meditating just like it's just in you why am I thinking of that song I just really like that song or maybe I heard Jordan or Jacqueline singing it or it's the same thing with the scripture it can be one scripture but you think on it it's just it's in you you meditate so you begin the development of your spirit this way meditate and it says observe to do it so anytime you meditate you are growing Growing is good. <laughs> the second thing you do is practice the word of God. We just read over in James chapter 1, verse 22. It says, But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. For he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. So that's that whole back and forth thing. When I come to church, I feel really good and I feel high. And it's because your spirit's engaging. This is the real you. And you're worshiping God because that's the real you. (laughs) On the inside of you, it wants to serve God. But then the minute you hear, pastor lets you know, or scriptures that say how good God is. How things are, nothing's impossible with God if you'll believe him. You can do this, you can do that, you can have this. And God is this, and you have been made in the image of God. So you see yourself, you're excited, and you leave church. Come back over here. You leave the word. But if you never come back to the word during the week, it's still over there. And now you're over here. And you're wondering why it's not working. And frustrated And God I was at church on Sunday He's like yes you were (laughs) But you need a little bit more But remember what I said Just remembering So I'm coming back over here And learning and seeing who I am So that's what James is talking about You see yourself but then you walk away from it You don't see it anymore Now you see this person over here And you identify with the old you No The devil wants you to identify with the old. No, (laughs) you never identify with the old man. You identify with who Christ has made you and who lives inside you. You overcome by that man. This person is the overcomer. Your spirit man overcomes your thoughts, your emotions, everything to do with that mind can overcome by the word. Praise God, but you cultivate it. Amen. So let's go over to Philippians chapter 4. And we're going to go through a little exercise here. Kind of. You won't have to get up and do anything. (laughs) Jacqueline's like, oh, praise God. (laughs) We got a little mama up here with swelled feet and swelled face. And she's in her last month. (laughs) She's she's hanging on for that baby to come. (laughs) So... Anything you want to do just to bless her when you come to church? You know, just nice cold water. (laughs) Lots of it. She may even want you to pour it on her. (laughs) Any of us would be ready for that right now. (laughs) We're all going to a pool party right after. (laughs) Philippians chapter 4. We'll start at verse 6. So God, God will always do his word. Always. So I heard somebody say it like this. I think it was Brother Hagen that said it like this, that uh, doing the word is like a game of checkers. And so when you read a scripture, you have a move to do. It's your move, whether you're going to obey the scripture or do the scripture or you're not going to do it. And so God's waiting for your move than for him to move. Yes. So it's a game of checkers. Well, it's not a game, but (laughs) it's like a game of checkers. So you've always got a move to make. And then it's God's move. God will always move. Always. But he doesn't move out of turn. And a lot of times we want God to move out of turn. And we get frustrated and we get irritated because it's not working. And we get mad at God or we think, I'm trying to do the word. God will work with you. God's not trying to frustrate you. (laughs) He's not trying to make you angry. (laughs) That's not God. But God is just going to nudge you gently. Little things, little things, little things. So I'm going to use some scripture just so you can see it. So over here in Philippians chapter 4, we're going to start at verse 6. It's a great scripture. <laughs> As uh, I probably should use this for my daughter that I was talking about. Be anxious for nothing. <laughs> be anxious for what? Well, what just this thing over here. <laughs> I need to be anxious and think about this. No, God, God said nothing. Nothing is nothing. <laughs> be anxious for nothing. Anxious for nothing. But in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. So I have a move to make. Be anxious for nothing. I have to do that. God can't do it for me. He just gave me the command, be anxious for nothing. But what I need to do is let God know about it. That's just prayer. Let let God know. God knows your heart already. He knows when you're frustrated. He knows why you're frustrated. He's the best person to help you out. (laughs) Not your friend, but God. Friends are great, especially Christian friends. If you're trying to grow in God, just let me give you a little tip. If you're trying to grow in God and cultivate your salvation and you're surrounded by friends that don't think about the Word, that are still in that old life, you may think, well, I'm going to try and pull them, pull them, I'm going to try and pull them over here. No, they'll pull you back with them. not saying, you may have friends, your friends come to church and are part of your life, and like, yes, they're coming to church. Awesome. That is you, being a little minister <laughs> and bringing people to God. That's awesome. Being a um, winning people to salvation. But you've got to keep going, keep growing. If you don't keep growing, you'll stay where they are. Eventually, you'll just pull yourself back in. Do you see how that works? Because that old life is a strong pull. <laughs> you've probably experienced that pull already. It's like both hands on you. The only way out of that is your time in the word. Time in the word. The more time, the more it'll come out. So it's our move. And then we go to verse 7. Now this is God's move. So be anxious for nothing, but I'm going to let God know about it. And I'm just going to thank him. He's going to take care of it. I'm going to let go. Verse 7, And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, it surpasses your thoughts, your minds, your soul, will guard your heart and mind through Christ Jesus. That's God's move. So God can't do his move till you do your move. You don't have to be perfect at it. You just have to make your move. Once you make your move, it's God's turn. Then we go to verse 8, and it's back on us again. <laughs> Can't God take some, a few more? <laughs> verse 8. Brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, pure, lovely, have a good report. If there's any virtue, if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Yes. So it's back to your move. God can't do that for you. He's telling you how to overcome those thoughts, how to overcome being anxious. So it's our move again. You work on it. You cultivate it. Every moment of every day, there are thoughts bombarding your brain. Bombarding. (laughs) Everybody has it. Nobody's exempt. There may be some that are maybe uh, have more. They're staying in the word maybe more than this person, and so you see the results of it. But they still go through things, and some are not fun at all. <laughs> I don't think going through junk is ever fun, but, <laughs> but there's there's uh, <clears throat> variations of how <laughs> junk comes. <laughs> some of it's really yucky. <laughs> some of it's all well. We can get through this but God can get you through it. So we're going to practice the Word of God. Let's give you the next two real quick. In Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20, it says that the Word is life and it's health to you, to your flesh. It says that the Word of God is health to your body. You mean to tell me it's like medicine, The, the Word of God helps my body? what the Bible said. So just try it. Just try it. See if it works. But stay in it. Stick with it. Don't just try it like the world tries things. (laughs) One day it's great, next day no. No, stick with it. If you stick with it, God sticks with it. So we give the word first place. Our third way to train our spirit is we give the word first place in our life. So we learn how to control our mind and our thoughts. Only you can control your thoughts and can control what comes out of your mouth. Only you. (laughs) And I think Dr. Phil says this. Not that I'm quoting Dr. Phil (laughs) because I know some people are like, I cannot stand that man. (laughs) I I think I was with my oldest sister and and I said something about, you know, I think Dr. Phil says this, and she was like, oh, Dr. Phil, you <laughs> know, and she was like, I don't like that man, and I thought, yeah, I bet you don't, <laughs> <I know. laughs> like, yeah, a lot of those people that really don't, because <laughs> he's just like, you know, you either do it or you get out, kind of, kind of like one of those hard kind of people, but I'm sure if you do what he says or ask, uh, you probably overcome, <laughs> he has helped a lot of people, but controlling your mind, and your thoughts. And also, he will say, Doctor Phil will say this you're the you're the only one that can let people hurt you. Yes. You have the control of that. Right. Amen. You you have the control. And so people will hold on to things or like, you know, they really hurt me and well the Bible says that. Doctor Phil's just like preaching the word and he really don't know it. <laughs> but the Bible says to let go of those things. Yes. So it frees you up. To live for God. So don't release control of your life to somebody else's hand or somebody else's words. It's not fair to God (laughs) because God didn't make you to be controlled by another person. God made you to be in control through the word of God, but that God is over you. God don't control you. God don't even... He doesn't even control you, and He's God. (laughs) He don't want to control you. He wants it to be your desire and your choice to live for Him. He's not going to make you do this. He's not going to make you train your spirit. He's not going to make you live victorious, but He says, hey, I know how you can. (laughs) And He lets you make the choice. He says, choose life or choose death. The last thing is, Uh, Obey the voice of your spirit, not your mind and your thoughts. Never listen to your thoughts when they're not lined up with the word. You ever had just a crazy thought? Like you have a, oh, maybe your husband or wife said something to your boyfriend or girlfriend or whoever it is. Maybe uh, they said something to you and you're like, (sighs) and then you, you just think on that, what they said. Just really ticked off. Then you, you leave your house and the whole, in your car, it just starts. Oh, yeah. Well, you could do so much better without him. Who needs him anyway? You ever had that thought? <laughs> Who needs her anyway? <laughs> you know? Well, God's not telling you that stuff. But the, but the devil's trying to bring division. The devil's trying to alter your plan, alter your life. How many times does he alter successfully? Divorce, leaving you. Break up children, break up home. Now, I know that there are times where divorce needs to happen and divorces happen, so do not hear me um, putting condemnation on you. I'm just saying that's how the devil comes. The minute you leave a situation, you think on it. Instead of like, God, I give this to you. I want to live by your word, and I want to do the right thing. It's just a desire. If that's your desire, God's going to help you. (laughs) He's going to help you. Obeying the voice of your spirit. So you will hear people say uh, it's their conscience or their inner voice. That's their spirit. So your spirit man gets or becomes louder than your thoughts. So that is growing in God in a little nutshell, (laughs) growing in God, we're all growing, you can go ahead and stand, we are all growing in God, we're all at different levels, but this is just some things, practical things that can help you every single day, nope, not going to think, talk to your thoughts, if you don't talk to your thoughts, your thoughts will dictate and talk to you, they already do, every day right now they're probably telling you you're hungry um (laughs) or you're really hot but you really are (laughs) sometimes your thoughts are good (laughs) no but you know what i mean they're just all over the place your thoughts have no control over them but you have to learn to control them remember you're working to save your soul bring your soul in line with your spirit then you can be victorious in life. Then things start happening and coming together, and you're like, oh, my gosh, this is so easy because it's starting to line up. Praise God. So let's just pray real quick, and then uh, our awesome worship team that we're so very proud of will lead us out and uh, out into the cool weather (laughs) maybe. (laughs) Maybe. God, we just thank you so much for the Word today. Lord, I thank you that you're helping us to live by your Word. You're helping us to grow by your Word. So, Father, I thank you that we have been made victorious. We have been made overcomers. So I thank you, Lord, that we will live in that realm with you, and we will see it in every day of our life and in our families, our homes, our jobs. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Woo!